Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Then I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he resides with you and will be in you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will not see me any longer, but you will see me. And because I live, you will live too. You will know at that time that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. The person who has my commands and obeys them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will reveal myself to him. Lord, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, What happened that you are going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and take up residence with him. The person who does not love me does not obey my words, and the word you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. I have spoken these things while staying with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and cause you to remember everything I said to you. John fourteen fifteen through 26 What is it about a code that is so intriguing? If someone communicates to me with a code, I immediately feel like I'm part of something awesome. I'm on the inside. I have knowledge that other people don't. The world is now mine. There is no limit to my power. I know the code. My brothers and I used to make up codes and write messages to each other. We'd spend all afternoon on an elaborate code. We'd have symbols and drawings for each letter of the alphabet. Some of our more industrious efforts even had symbols for the numbers as well. After we got our code finalized, then we began the process of making code sheets for ourselves. It was a painstaking process, carefully writing each convoluted symbol onto a top-secret piece of paper. What made it even harder was that we had to keep it secret from Mom. If she found out, the whole code would be ruined, don't you know? Finally, the whole thing was in place. We could now communicate with each other. Mom was out of the loop. She would have no clue what these messages were saying. We now had the power. But that's the point at which our codes always fell apart. We would go to all that work. Our little hands would be numb. The trash can would be full of code sheets that were messed up. And then we would discover that we didn't have anything that we needed to say to each other. There's only so many times you can write, there's a squirrel in the backyard, or mom is wearing a blue shirt in code before you get bored. We didn't have a top secret evil plan that needed to be hidden. We weren't trying to hijack the world, and so there was no need for a code. The only time you need a code is when you've got a giant treasure that's hidden somewhere inside an old piece of American history. At that point, the only reasonable course of action is to hide the clues inside the Declaration of Independence, the dollar bill, and Independence Hall and hope that Nicolas Cage can figure out a way to find it. I've never had any situations like that, so I didn't need the elaborate code I'd created. It was always a real letdown. Jesus makes some intense promises as John 14 starts to close out. The passage I already read makes the promise that we will receive an advocate or a helper. 
Jesus is referring to the Holy Spirit. The very power that is driving Jesus all through his ministry comes to live with us. And that's crazy because Jesus says that we will be able to receive the Spirit, but the rest of the world will not. The Spirit will reveal God to us, but the rest of the world will miss it. It's like a code. It's secret knowledge that only believers have. In National Treasure, Nicolas Cage does a ton of crazy things. He's breaking into the National Archives. He's hacking government computer systems. He's running from law enforcement because he has the code. He has knowledge that no one else does. He knows there's a treasure, but everyone else is in the dark. When I read John 14, I feel like we should be the same way. We have God revealed to us. God is living with us and in us. God is directing our actions. God is calling us to do things. God is teaching us things. But the rest of the world doesn't get it. We're operating from a completely different code. We have insight and knowledge that is totally missing from their playbooks. As we get closer and closer to Good Friday and Easter, it's important to remember that the death and the resurrection of Jesus made this possible for us. The opportunity to crack the code, be part of God's kingdom, and to live out his will was made possible through Jesus. The opportunity to be driven by the Holy Spirit and to live with God on a daily basis came through Calvary. Because of this, our lives look different. The world doesn't understand. It's hard sometimes to figure it out, but it's totally awesome. Let's pray. Lord, I again commit myself to obedience to you. I want to live according to the Spirit. I want to live according to the truth that you have taught to me and revealed to me through your power. I love you, and I know you love me. Thank you for your Spirit. Thank you for the cross and the resurrection. Thank you for making this possible for me. A couple questions for you today. How has God revealed himself to you? And how does your life look different because of the Holy Spirit? And how has the Spirit led you to obedience of Jesus' commands? Thanks for joining me today. See you next time.